This week's episode is sponsored by House of Joppa. If you are looking for beautiful Catholic home decor, jewelry, art, rosaries, and other gifts, look no further to House of Joppa. Each product is curated from artists throughout the world and is designed to uplift your spirit and share the beauty of our Catholic faith. If you are looking for something special or unique for a friend, head over to their website that's in our show notes. My favorite products are their Vintage Sacred Heart Medallion, the Mini Mary Garden, and Miraculous Metal Rosary. Abiding Together listeners receive 15% off their purchase at checkout with the discount code ABIDE15. That's one word, ABIDE15. Check out the link in our website show notes or head over to houseofjoppa.com. That's houseofjoppa.com. Have a great week. Thank you. Hi, friends, and welcome to season 11 of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement in your journey with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger, and we talk about all things Christ, about life, about beauty, about sorrow. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. <laughs> so grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. And welcome to this week's episode of the Bidings Together podcast, and welcome to part three of our series on motherhood. Today, we're going to talk about healing and repair of motherhood, and the feminine genius attribute we're going to talk about today is sensitivity, <laughs> which we've already been laughing already because we're so sensitive. Very sensitive to, to Michelle's hair, which we had to, we just had to take care of her yeah. hair. You know, hair was sticking to the sweater. I know. You know, hashtag things never, men never have to worry about, you know. Oh, that's okay. a long hashtag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't even know what that was. Okay. So, so maybe I'll, what I'll do is I'll read our guiding scripture for our motherhood series, which is from uh, Jeremiah chapter one. Verses four to five, and it says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. We're going to talk about uh, about Our Lady today and just about the truth and the goodness of, of beauty and womanhood and motherhood and this beautiful quote from um, Pope Paul V, uh, where he says, Mary, she is the poetess and prophetess of redemption. And that sounds like right Ooh. up your alley. Michelle Benzinger. Did you want to read up that whole quote yes. from the Holy Father? Um, when I was researching this and trying to um, just focusing on this topic, I came across this whole um, whole quote from him. It says, she is the poetess and prophetess of redemption, and we hear from her pure lips the strongest and most original hymn ever uttered, the Magnificat. She reveals the transforming design of the Christian economy, the historical and social result that still draws its origin and strength from Christianity. At this point, a second way is opened for us by Our Lady so that we may reach our salvation in the Lord Christ. It is her protection. She is our ally, our advocate. She is the confidence of the poor, of the lowly, of the suffering. She is even the refuge of sinners. She has a mission of pity, goodness, and intercession for all. She consoles every grief of ours. She teaches us to be good, to be strong, and to be compassionate towards all. Mm. She is the queen of peace. She is the mother of the church. Mm. This was taken from a homily from Pope St. Paul VI in April of 1970. Oh, Paul VI. Sorry, my bad. I said Paul V. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> it sure didn't sound like Paul V to I me. I know. I was like, I was going to say. Because <laughs> I'm so familiar with Paul V. <laughs> <laughs> but not the sex. No, I'm just kidding. 
was a typo. <laughs> but it was just so beautiful, the poetess and prophetess of mm-hmm. redemption. Mm-hmm. So I think, therefore, like she speaks of, like I think, she, like a poet reminds me just of someone that kind of is sensitive to the like um, movements of our heart, mm-hmm. the movements of our being. Mm-hmm. And then a prophetess, she speaks of our redemption coming to pass. She speaks of God's healing power of his restoration, of his redemption, mm-hmm. of all of ours. And like in the last episode, we just talked about the wounds of a mother. Mm-hmm. And here we have Our Lady as a prototype of what it looks like to redeem mm-hmm. really all motherhood, mm-hmm. you know, for each of them and every one of us, mm-hmm. you know. So Heather, what are your thoughts? I just love the beauty of the church, mm-hmm. you know, and the saints and like our tradition, our yeah, the, the the cloud of witnesses that are surrounding us and, and what they teach us about our own humanity and what we're made for and what life is all about. Like mm-hmm. there's just, I think in the world, I often, like most people, I'm just going through my day, you know, you're just like zipping through your day, doing yeah. your stuff, getting your to-dos, getting, grabbing a coffee, doing a thing. And then, and there's this whole beautiful story that is unfolding all around us and has been unfolding all this time. And when you hear words like that, it draws you into the sacred mystery mm-hmm. again, you know, like the bigger reality that is actually going on. And so I'm so grateful for you know, different popes and saints that that teach us these things mm-hmm. because our eyes need to be lifted higher than what we see. I, th- I think oftentimes we hear a lot of parents or mothers or whatever just complaining about how hard it is or how tired they are or how mm-hmm. just run down they are or what, what their kid did that was so obnoxious or whatever it might be instead of realizing, yeah, there is a lot to sacrifice and, and suffering in the midst of it. But at the end of the day... Um, it's, it's love, you know, like we have an opportunity to love and to be more transformed into the image of love, mm-hmm. um, which is what we're made to be like, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just love this type of stuff, like even the language of it, which is just poetic even yes. in, in and of itself, that draws me higher. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I think it's something that also really speaks to each one of us. And I, I think when we talk about sensitivity, especially as women, but we talk about sensitivity many times that's used as a derogatory comment. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so sensitive. Like, why are you? Why are you? Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting. You hear people define this as like, I'm oversensitive. So when we're talking about sensitivity, maybe we can kind of div- give a definition here of what we're talking about. Um, when the quote, this is a sensitivity that is so integral to the feminine personality is an ability to see Mm-hmm. and understand the deeper needs and longings of the human heart and to respond in love. Mm-hmm. So to be able to see and understand the deeper needs and longings of the human heart and to respond in love. And that's a particular part of our feminine genius is the attentiveness to the person mm-hmm. and being able to to see another person in their whole. And one of the things that God has given us, and Edith Stein talks about that, of the, the integration between head knowledge and heart knowledge mm-hmm. is an ability to intuit kind of the whole situation. You know, it's no coincidence it's Mary at the, you know, the wedding feast in Cana. And you just think of her sensitivity of they have no wine. And I just, I, that's such a woman. Like that yes. is such a woman mm-hmm. to spare the the wedding couple embarrassment of running mm-hmm. out of wine, which would be very embarrassing to do that. And it's not her kids getting married. I just love that. Like it's not her children getting married. There's somebody else's, we don't know who the wedding couple is, but Mary is so sensitive of that and then going to her son, knowing he's the only person who can do something about it at this time. It's just like that reality of, I've just seen so many instances of women's sensitivity in that regard of attentiveness to the details. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know we've all been at conferences or events hosted by women and men, and there's a little bit different. <laughs> it's just very different. It's just, I'm like, okay, I can tell. I think yeah. I told this story many years ago, but I used to put on retreats at our retreat center and 
um, I did retreats and also our priest did retreats as well. And one of the priests who gave the same retreat that I was giving walked in and I had like decorated the whole room and put candles. And he's like, well, I can tell a woman's been here. He's like, it doesn't yeah. look like this when I give this retreat. You know, and we just started laughing. But that is the sensitivity of the woman. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm. And I think the a sensitivity of a woman to recognize the movements of other people's hearts, mm-hmm. to recognize the movements of what their heart needs and the timing of things, you know, and it's a both and it's not like you don't want to, you know, classify just one or the other because yeah. men have those attributes too and different ones. But there's a sensitivity of like what the child needs or what mm-hmm. women need. I think that that just, you know, is so characteristic of um, a lot of women. But also mm-hmm. when we think about it in Our Lady, you know, that she is par excellence so when it comes to motherhood and so because she's created in the image and likeness of god both you know since we they were created both male and female Uh you know but i think for us as catholics especially because there's a lot of conversation right now on you know like well god has mother attributes too Mm -hmm. which she does absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely and i just absolutely i read it back in school when i was studying theology julian of norwich but i picked Mm -hmm. it up again and it's interesting when you read a text that you read 20 years ago or Actually, more than 20 years yeah. now um, when you were in school. You're old, girl. I'm old. And so. <laughs> you um, ever, ever new, ever green. Ever ancient. Oh, ever only like, like 25. Your sweater. Oh, thank oh you. Gosh, ever green. That's a good <laughs> word. Yes. There you go. And But I was thinking to myself when I, re- like, I reread Theology of the Body this year. I reread this mm-hmm. this year. And I was like, oh, gosh, That's it's important. so different when you're in a different season. Yes. The different things. But when I was reading Julian of Norwich's mm-hmm. post about God as mother, mm-hmm. I mean, it made me weak. It was beautiful. Just the tenderness, the tenderness, mm-hmm. the, tenderness the attentiveness, yes. you know, and so you would call that like in physiological terms, the entombment. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, how you tune to another person, how your nervous system regulates with another person's uh, nervous system, like a mother and how that brings peace to a child. You know, we've talked about this before, like the importance of a mother. Mm-hmm. You actually learn how to rest from your mother. Yeah. You actually learn how to play actually yes. from your mother. Mm-hmm. You know, these are both attentive things like physiological, I will tell you. And I was like, it's so interesting when I've just been on the journey I've been on this past year. I'm like, oh, that's why God's made me rest. Yes. Oh, that's why God's teaching me how to play mm-hmm. again. Oh, because with this comes great freedom. But this actually mm-hmm. comes great attunement to the people that are mm-hmm. in charge, that I'm in charge of, my little people. Mm-hmm. You know, Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love this line about the deeper needs mm-hmm. and the longings, the the things that are beyond what you can see yes. on the surface. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that I've grown a ton in as a, in my motherhood. And I think I've shared before that when I was about to have our first daughter, Maria, like I hadn't been around little kids before. I didn't know anything yeah. about babies. Like I was so scared that I couldn't do it mm-hmm. enough, like in the way that she needed that I wouldn't love her enough or yeah. as much as my mom loved me, or there's just all those fears. I didn't know what to do, like even feed her or do, I knew nothing. And mm-hmm. so the process of starting from a place of complete poverty mm-hmm. and then and then being so taken off guard with my love for her when she came into the world, mm-hmm. like it just wrecked me like immediately. And I was so shocked by it because I was like, I don't even know you. Like, what are you doing to me? Like it was oh, that experience of like yeah. just being so surprised by my love for her and And then just the studying of my own children and recognizing the nuances of their own hearts and personalities that are different than mine, you know, and I can't tell you the number of times that I've noticed something small in my kids, whether it's a look in their eye, uh, an expression on their face, they hesitate with a word, and I just press in a little deeper like, hey, do you want to tell me about that? What's Mm -hmm. going on? And it's 
brought about an enormous conversation, mm-hmm. like either something that's just a questioning in their heart or an area that's a deep struggle for them or a deep wound for them. Mm-hmm. And those little nuances of someone's soul and yeah. someone's heart can only be known if you're willing to know them, like yes, in that way, to study point. them, to not like in a creepy way, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like to be a no. student of them. Like, I want to learn your yes. way. I don't just want to assume that I know you yeah. because you're oh, mine, yeah. you know. Um, so that's been a beautiful thing to discover, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You can love better when you discover who mm-hmm. one is. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the art of love as well, yeah. that mm-hmm. every person is loved differently? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's hallmarks of how we love, of self-giving love, of what that looks like, but to really love somebody is not just showing up in kind of a sterile standard way to every single person. It's really, which takes a lot of energy to be present to people as they are mm-hmm. and as we are and to love them in the way, not that I want them to be loved, but in the way that their hearts can receive it as mm-hmm. they are. And that's, I think it's one of the most, the things we all want, like every single one of us wants to be in the presence of somebody who just loves us, who isn't trying to change us, manipulate us, control us, but just loves our little parts and the parts of us that, you know, are that we find beautiful, the parts of us we don't like, that somebody just loves us and that is attentive to us mm-hmm. and that we're not generic. I think that's one of the most difficult things for the human heart. Like you were sharing so beautifully, Heather, about like nobody sees me or like I'm just like everybody else or nobody cares really about me. And the Lord is revealing to us, especially through Our Lady, His sensitivity and His tenderness to us. You know, before, you, before I formed you, I knew you. Mm-hmm. I set you apart already. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've known you. I've carved you in the palm of my hand. If your mother forgets you, I'll never forget you. I know every curve of your face. I know the way your heart's shaped. I, I just, I know you. And we crave that. Oh gosh, we crave that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting. You want someone to know you inside it out and you want to be fully known, but then like the world tells you something else. So you shut down parts of yourself because you're mm-hmm. like, I think I must conform, mm-hmm. you know, or I think I must be this. And I think even like in families, like I, like I realized early on, like it's not a one size fit all to raise all these children. Exactly. And I thought yes. it would be, but each of my children are so unique. And I was like, of course they were because each soul is so unique. Mm-hmm. But I think you learn, even if it's not said to you, I think you learn when you were little and as you grow up, like I need to conform. Mm-hmm. I need to fit into a certain kind of like format or box that because this is what the world is. And mm-hmm. usually you're not, sometimes people say things to you, but you just pick up on cues mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to adjust this way and I need to adjust that way. And so it was so funny, even coming up with attribute sensitivity, you know, one of the things assessments I did was for a highly sensitive person and they sent me a, there's a new test that came out and they sent it to me and it's from USC to uh, University of Southern Cal where they were doing about, um, highly sensitive people. And so I took it and the woman looked at me and goes, um, excuse me, like you're off the, like you're one of the highest sensitivity Mm -hmm. people, like to light, to environment, Mm -hmm. to people, to things. And, um, and so she sent me an assessment and it explains a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but it also showed me how much I had conformed to other people's expectations Mm -hmm. because I had armored up sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting. The lady that I was talking about the assessment, she says, what a beautiful gift. And she was telling me the gifts of all the things. Oh, and I just started yes. crying. I mean, it still makes me cry because I saw I saw all those sensitivities as a liability. Yes. Mm. Yep. Like I saw them as a liability because mm-hmm. they didn't fit into what I thought. And mm. no one explicitly said that to me, how I should be or whatever. And I realized, I even said it this summer when I was speaking at Given, your sensitive heart is not a liability. Our penalty. It's a gift. gift. Mm -hmm. You know, it's to keep it open. And what happens is when we armor it up, we start the blood of our hearts stop pumping to the other parts Mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. And so we're not fully alive, you know, and realizing 
oh, okay. And it's usually the people they say like sensitive are like a lot of the artists or whatever and all that kind of stuff. But um, our unique parts mm-hmm. are gifts, and a lot oftentimes we don't feel that they're gifts, mm-hmm. especially true. if they're not received well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. or people make comments about. Yes, that. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and you're not saying like. Oh, this is who I am, so get over it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like honoring the parts of our hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And realizing, okay, like we've often said, like coming to these parts is like holy curiosity mm-hmm. and to other people. Like we mm-hmm. were actually sitting in mass this morning, Immaculate Conception. I was looking at all the different people that are in mass, and I realized, oh, my gosh, a big shift in me has changed. I didn't look at it through the eyes of like a judgment or that's weird or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wonder what their story is. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was like, yeah, I'm talking about you guys. Totally. She's looking at us going, oh, there's two people oh, that was yeah. next to But I was like thinking about the woman sitting next to me that was fussing at the older wo- other woman. Oh, I was just really? like, I wonder what their story is. <laughs> I wonder what their curious. And it wasn't like, oh my I gosh. I like that to the lady in front of us who was praying like three seconds faster yes. than everybody. I was like, I wonder if she knows. That's yeah, what, like, interesting. But instead of being like, oh my gosh, why is she doing that? I'm thinking, I wonder what their story is. I wonder why. Like, and it, I was like, that's a shift in me. You guys are so great. But, yeah. oh my gosh, that woman was. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I hear that sensitive people are converse. Is that true, uh, Heather? Yeah. Do they wear converse shoes? Because, I mean, you do, right? Yes. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am probably off the charts as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. What have been some of your experiences also, like, with sensitivity in your home and with your kids and stuff? Our kids are ruined. I mean, my <laughs> husband Jake and I are so sensitive, both of us. Like, yeah. we're highly sensitive people, and so they learn from the best. You know, <laughs> so they all have sensitivity in different ways and it comes out differently. Like, you know, one is more cautious about letting out, you know, all of what Mm -hmm. they feel. And then another one is like, it's all out there, you know, Mm -hmm. for all to see it like hard on the sleeve, you know, and, and the other one just kind of navigates it, you know, a Mm -hmm. little bit carefully. And Mm -hmm. it's just interesting to see how we all do that. But also I'm trying to care for my children because of what I've learned about myself. Like I was scared of my sensitivities Mm -hmm. growing up they were so overwhelming to me that Mm -hmm. I was like afraid of the depth of what I was feeling Mm -hmm. and so I would try to shove it down and I got so used to doing that Mm -hmm. that I think I I don't think paralyzed is the right word but I just like stunted some of my emotional responses because it was just it became so um like the the just the thing that I would do is like immediately when emotion would come up I would push it down even when I didn't have to even when I was by myself like in the car I was like oh I would just start to notice that and then give myself moments of freedom to let it go Mm, you know and to just be like it's okay to feel Heather this is safe here you know and so even for my children when I'm able to do that for myself I'm able to see it in them too and Mm. say it's okay to feel at the same time. You don't let your emotions and your sensitivities exactly. rule. Mm-hmm. They don't get to be in the driver's no. seat mm-hmm. and and then dictate everything that you mm-hmm. do. Like there's a certain amount of, yes, it's good mm-hmm. to feel and these are mm-hmm. God-given, mm-hmm. but also we have choices to make yep. to then turn that into something good, to allow God's truth to come in there instead of shame or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you know, that, that can take us down a different route. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's also the art of loving other people well is that mm-hmm. we, we might notice things in people that may or may not be the right time to bring up even. Mm-hmm. And I think something for women is what we can do is is um, when we – just what we notice in other people, like, Lord, is this is this time? Like, is the time right? Like, is this – are you showing this to me? Is this true? Is this – I mean, and how do I how do I love people well? And I love this quote from Shelter Within Her Heart, of which Michelle was your one thing, this book by Joshua Elsner. And it, can I just read this to you? Because I, I prayed deeply about this when I came across this. And, and he says this. He says, In this encounter between mother and child – 
The child is profoundly dependent on her mother for everything, especially at first. Nonetheless, this dependence is not a threat to the individuality of the child, but rather the very space in which this individuality grows and matures in safety. In a word, the little child's own unique and unrepeatable identity is not threatened by the identity of her mother. They are both distinct, and yet they are one. They are united. Indeed, it is precisely because they are two, two different persons, that they can be united in the deepest way, by being not by being absorbed into each other and losing their individuality, but by sharing themselves with one another, by belonging to one another in love and trust. Mm. And I was very captivated a few years ago. Father Mark Toops writes an Advent series every year, and he talked about it, the one about the, the marriage of Mary and Joseph. And he said that Joseph gives Mary safety for mm-hmm. her to bloom, and Mary gives Joseph space. Mm-hmm. And there's that reality of like, even in the womb, where we have a space for the nurturing of life. And in our hearts, we have a space where people can come find home and mm-hmm. refuge. And it's in that space that we're not, we talk about healing and repair. We're not glomping onto people. Or like you were saying, Heather, we're not trying to fill other people, fill that space within us, within, you know, other people, but giving people the space in the grace of God to, to bloom and to grow and to love them and help to cultivate their true humanity there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting to notice um, or to try in love. Like I'm, I'm all about just trying things and, yeah. and like, how can I love you better? Yes. Instead of just asking the oh, question, yes. sometimes I ask a question, but sometimes I just try different things yeah. to yeah. see if it works. Sometimes people don't even know. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I mean, I with my son, he's not, he, he needs some space. Like, so when we're mm-hmm. driving, that's a good time to just ask a question, but he likes to pop down and then you got to come back up again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't stay down there too, yes, too yes, much, yes, you yes. know, just like pop back up again. And then my girls, like there's a certain amount of me reflecting back to them, what they're telling me that helps, like it helps them to know, I see you and I hear you. I know, mm-hmm. I know what you're saying or, or I ask questions, you know, yeah. like, do you mean this? Like when you say that, like, tell me more about mm-hmm. that. And so I think, yeah, there's just a lot that we can learn from one another and the nuances of how to how to allow someone to open up to you and yes. to not be forceful about it and yes. for it to not be about me mm-hmm. or what I think you need oh, or when I think you should change yeah. or what I think you need to share. And I might know exactly what's going on in their heart, but, but it might not be their time exactly. to reveal that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, can I just keep creating moments and space, space. that not just for my children, but for people in general, yes. like that I'm in these relationships with? Yeah, space for them to open up and be vulnerable uh-huh. if they so choose. Yes, yes, which can be terrifying for us on many levels. But yeah, what were you going to say, mm-hmm. Michelle? Yeah, I think to create the space for them to become. like, <clears throat> And to realize, I also think like when you are, and this is for the people that have children at home, and when you're a young mother, you, I think sometimes it's so hard because the day-to-day life of a young mother and the sleeplessness and all this kind of stuff, I think we forget that you're shaping like hearts and minds and souls, and especially like the deeper I've gone into um, study of just like attachment, mm-hmm. neuro and all these different things last couple of months and the classes I'm taking, I just realized, oh my gosh, how pivotal those first five years are mm-hmm. of a child's life how pivotal and that I, um, it'll actually be my one thing for this episode is Sally Clarkson. She's amazing, um, writer, she's a Protestant writer, but I love how she talks about motherhood and what a holy privilege it is. Mm. And she's like, you're the one that gets to whisper the secrets of the kingdom to mm. your children. Oh my gosh. And so I true. just thought when I read that line of hers, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, this is what an honor to whisper the secrets of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. That is just such a holy honor. But I also think like you create this space and you whisper and you're attuned to these children, but also that you protect them. 
Yeah. Like there's something, there's a reason why we say, you know, have the term mama bear. Yes. Like there's a protectiveness of a mother. Yeah. Like, I mean, we see it in nature, like mm-hmm. literally a mama bear. You like, I mean, we learned living up in the North Georgia mountains. One of the rules that we learned is you never get between a bear and her cub. Like, mm-hmm. or, you know, that's how you get Dying. eaten. Yeah. Remember and, when I visited you and, and me and that bear locked eyes, we were like right at each other and you had never seen a bear. And I was like thinking about moving there. I'm like, heck no. <laughs> we never seen a bear. We never seen all that stuff. Heather's three or four day visit. She sees a bear. Mouse eat all of her food in her cabin. It was, I was it, like, yeah. I am not meant to move here. The Lord would not do this. To yeah. Me. Heather and Mother Nature were not one then. And so it was really, really funny. Sorry. Go back no, to it's sleep. totally good. But I realized, like, oh, my gosh, just the protective nature. Oh, yeah. You know, of mothers. Like, the protective nature of, like, where they feel safe, you know, or Mm -hmm. they will come over. And I just had a situation with one of my um, uh, older sons, and we were talking about someone that I felt like was hurtful towards him. Mm -hmm. And he said, Mom, I know you're on my team, Mm -hmm. and you're being so protective of me, but I need you to loosen the reins. Like, I don't need you to be a mother bear, like, mama bear on this one. I'm like, I don't want you hurt. Mm -hmm. He goes, but it was so good. He's like, but I know you're on my side, Mm -hmm. and I thank you for it, but I can fight this Mm -hmm. battle myself. I'm like, okay. It is a good question, though, because not every battle should be fought that way. Exactly. Some are, you need to battle in prayer for your child more than you need to show up at the school or go ring that kid's neck. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or email we'll the teacher every time. Don't be sure if your kids in college, like yeah. that's their job, not yours. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're an adult. Exactly. Now. Yeah, there's, I mean, you got to know what's your battle to fight. I exactly. think the enemy does distract us a lot. <laughs> I was going to oh, be no, like, sister's losing you got to know when to hold him. No one to hold him. I was going to dig it. But no one to walk away. No that's one to for run. Sure. Yeah. You do need You never to. count your money. <laughs> When you're sitting at the table. Okay, Kenny Rogers. This is wisdom like we have never heard from the mouth of Sister Miriam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, but, please, no, but it's, it's true. I mean, true. I think the enemy does distract us with thinking every battle is the one to fight. And that's oh, not exactly. how we're made. We will exhaust ourselves. Yeah. Like there's some things that I've seen this year or that have come to my doorstep, if you will. And I've just said that is not my battle to fight, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are. And there's some that are in person. And I've done that, you know. And there's mm-hmm. some that are in the spiritual realm where we need to fight for our children. And there's, and there's some that you have to teach your children how to fight. Exactly. Like how to pick up their exactly. own sword, you know, and how to like, and for us, mm-hmm. like how to pick up the sword of the spirit, how to get themselves in scripture, how to go to the sacrament, like, you know, equip mm-hmm. them, yeah. tool them up how to, to fight. Yes. Voice, like yes. All, those, all those things. things. Yeah. There's a beautiful painting. I don't, I don't know if I've had it on my one thing yet. I'm not sure if I have, but I, I can't remember the artist. I think it's a Polish artist, but there's a beautiful Maybe painting. What? Your one thing today. Well, maybe, but there's something else. But anyway, so, uh, but it's the painting of when Jesus leaves Mary for his mission. And it's the most haunting, oh. beautiful painting of Mary. He's like, he's on like on a doorstep of, of like a porch almost. And he's leaving and he's bending down, kissing her hand. And it's a very sorrowful, like sober painting. And she is caressing him, like, like being close to him. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like a sweet, like bittersweet farewell because mm-hmm. they know what's about to happen. But she's not clinging to him. You know, she's not grasping onto him. She's not like pulling at his, you know, his vestments or his, you know, his tunic, but she's gently caressing him as he kisses her hand goodbye and allowing him to go forth into his mission, which I think as women, especially, and John Paul II calls us experts in relationship and our tendency, like our beautiful sensitivity to welcome and to give people space, but also sometimes the the, the broken attachment we have where we want to grasp at people oh, or yes. we want to like fight battles for them that's not ours to fight or kind of insert ourselves or, or manage really, their everyday life. Or manage <laughs> their everyday life or really um, 
out of our own fear, cling mm -hmm. on to them when the best thing is to do is to set them free into mm -hmm. the Lord. And that can be crucifying for us as women mm -hmm. um, to let people walk on their own path that God has given them. And that's hard. Those are hard things. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's really hard. I think some of the hardest things as a parent is when you see your children making decisions <gasps> or people that you love. It yeah. doesn't have to just be children, just people that you love that you know are going to hurt them. Mm. And at the same time, that like there's the free will aspect of like, I can speak the truth and I can encourage and all of those things. But like at some point you have to, you have to release them into the hands yeah. of the Lord and say, mm -hmm. Lord, like you love them more than I do. Mm -hmm. And I just ask that you would come after them, you know, yes. like with your love, mm -hmm. like just be relentless mm -hmm. with your loving mm -hmm. pursuit of them. Mm -hmm. And you know that some decisions have to be made and some, some, there's going to be fallout, you know, which is mm -hmm. hard, but we just have to be there, right? Yeah. Like to love, to, to welcome, to just continue to reveal the heart of the Father mm -hmm. um, to those that God has entrusted to us. Mm. Those are painful moments when yeah. you're like, ooh, mm -hmm. see it coming, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think realizing that you entrust them to someone and, you know, you remind yourself that, okay, he loves them more than I do. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, he loves it. I have to constantly remind ourselves that. And really even going back to our last episode about wounds of the mother, that God is more sensitive than anybody else. Mm. He is sensitive to what our heart needs, and he knows the timing of our healing. Yes. He knows the timing of the different parts of our story that need to be revealed. Yes. Yep. And he knows that the hard parts of our story, like our are like avenues are like these places for glory to come through, mm -hmm. you know, and he's sensitive to that, mm -hmm. you know, and I keep on going back and we've talked about this before, but like, you know, scripture says by his wounds, we are healed, Amen. you know? So these areas that we have been wounded is also the areas that where the glory shines the most, mm -hmm. you know, and even with our raising our own children, you know, the area that we are weakest or that we struggle with or where we want to manage or control or whatever usually has something more to do with me than it has to do with my children. Mm. You know, it has to do where I want to protect them or I want to where I feel like it usually has to do with one of my areas of poverty, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't want them to fall and I don't want which part of that is good. And the other part is like, okay, what's going on here? Like, there's a fear in me, mm -hmm. you know? And so one of my questions, Chris always asks me when we're dealing with a situation with our kids, are we parenting out of love or are we parenting out of fear here? Ooh. Yeah, that's you know? a central Girl. question. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is like, are we parenting out of love? And we've talked about it before because fear like bonds, model. Fear yes. bonds versus love bonds. And I have yeah. to keep Which on. Which we all have them in yeah. varying degrees. Yep. Even and in on one relationship, back. we have some fear bonds and some love bonds. And so people, I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, love you know, gifts. Yes, that all fear. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we keep on going. Mm -hmm. you know? Sister, what are your thoughts? Well, I had some closing thoughts about prophetess, but did you want to talk no, about go Heather? Ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just thinking of this quote here from St. John Paul II, where he's talking about Mary Magdalene. Mm. And we just think about Mary as a poetess and a prophetess, as like mm -hmm. a mouthpiece of God, like somebody who proclaims the good news. It says, from the beginning of Christ's mission, women showed to him and to his mystery a special sensitivity, which is characteristic of their femininity. It must also be said that this is especially confirmed in the Paschal mystery, not only at the cross with Mary, but also at the dawn of the resurrection. The Gospel of John emphasizes a special role of Mary Magdalene, hence she came to be called the Apostle of the Apostles. Mm -hmm. And just her sensitivity to the absence of Christ. The, the ache in her heart of looking for him. And as he comes to her as the gardener, right, who is the master gardener, and she recognizes the way he says her name. Mm. And that's what, that's what, when he says her name, 
when we know somebody, we know how they say our name. Like we know it and we just know the way it, it, the resonance of it, the way it echoes in our hearts and her sensitivity there, which kept her in the garden, which kept her looking for him, which then impelled her to bring that news to the apostles, which they had to go see <laughs> themselves. Mm-hmm. But that there's a special, the, the, re, the revelation of the tenderness of God, of, of the protection of God, of the nurturing of God, of the space God gives us. It's all revealed in the woman. Like man and woman are made equal and they each reveal God in a different way, but they're complementary. And so that regard of, of, of ladies are our beautiful feminine characteristics that God gives us. They're, 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 we're a prophetess of God's mercy, mm-hmm. of his love, of his goodness, of his beauty, of his eternal care for us, his eternal nurturing. And that that's such a beautiful gift. It's such a beautiful responsibility. But it's such a beautiful gift that can come and heal and repair all the places within us mm-hmm. that we have yet to embrace ourselves as women because we all have them too. The parts of us were like, oh, not that part. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is like, yeah, this part too, I want to bring that into wholeness mm-hmm. and communion. It's such mm-hmm. good news. Mm-hmm. Amen. I've been really um, thinking a lot about this theme of uh, graves into gardens and okay. that there's, you know, this, even in sensitivity, that this can be a place where we shut things down that mm-hmm. we've been hurt so deeply yes. that we oh, don't yeah. want to be sensitive anymore yes. or we've been labeled as overly sensitive or needy or whatever it might be and so we start to toughen up and shut those things down and wall up and you know like we don't let ourselves cry or feel like it just becomes a scary thing armor up and and I just yeah like God can heal all of those places you know Mm -hmm. he can make us sensitive again he can soften those places and And maybe turn a grave into a garden. And so that's that's just always the hope as we talk about these things. Inevitably, there's people listening who are just mm-hmm. like, oh, you're feeling the weight of some of these yeah. topics, you know, and it's okay. It's okay um, to feel that. And, and hope is not lost. Like God can mm-hmm. do a beautiful work. And sometimes it's in a moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just little by little, mm-hmm. little yeah. by little. As our dear friars would say. A little poco yes. a poco. Um, it was interesting, like I think when we were together with a group of women this summer, um, one of the words that two of them prayed over me were saying that the Lord is going to transform your heart like the graves into gardens, which you were talking about. But instead of you strong arming your way through things or pushing through or resilient, like, because I could do that. Like, I'm like, just grin and bear it, push through, get it done, like get her done, mm-hmm. whatever. Like the next season of your life, the next part of ministry, the Lord is going to, it'll be through your tenderness, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be through your sensitivity, which was so foreign. To, like, you know, yes, there's tender parts of me, but like my strength's always been, I can get it done. Yeah. I, let's make it happen. You know, and it's not, it's, I think sensitivity to the spirit mm-hmm. is that there's a tenderness that comes with that yeah. because it means that we're pliable. Mm-hmm. We're like the clay and the potter where we're pliable, we're moldable, we're formable. And I love what at least Elizabeth attorney says, we're teachable. We have to constantly be teachable to the spirit. So how is he making us sensitive to him so he can teach us all things, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the and beauty. And it's usually subtle. I find like when the spirit movement. speaks to me or shows me something, like I really have to put myself in a disposition to hear oh, and yeah. to, to notice it's the, the movement. It's the still small voice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. It's not the mm-hmm. fire or the rain. It's the still small voice. Yeah. And I wonder maybe for us this week that could be our prayer is Holy Spirit make me bring my heart to sensitivity. Mm-hmm to true sensitivity, mm-hmm. to, to hear you, to to be able to discern the movements within my own heart of the Holy Spirit, of of the people that you send me, Lord, this week. Like, how can I be sensitive to their needs? How can I be attentive to their longings of their heart, to the truth of who they are? How can I set up a space 
for them to grow and mm -hmm. to bloom and to heal. And in the places of our hearts where we either despise our sensitivity or we're living sensitivity out in a different way than the Lord is calling us to, that he would just gently come to bring those places in wholeness and communion, that he would come to bring our hearts Amen. to wholeness mm -hmm. in those I just places. just had this image of like, yeah. you know, when you're outside and it's freezing, which it is here, um, so it's mm -hmm. not that hard to mm -hmm. imagine, mm -hmm. but so your hands cold. get Chicago. so cold yes. and then you come inside and if you put your hands under even just warm water, it, it burns a little yes. bit, like it, it hurts yes. a little bit. And that there's some people listening that your your sensitivity is so cold mm. that some of this might hurt at yes. the beginning, but to just stay there, to yeah. just stay there mm -hmm. and, and soon like that will dissipate yes. and, and the sensitivity will return. So mm. just a little. That's a great word, Heather. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a great word. Well, friends, shall we dive into our one things for the week? Michelle, yeah. would you like to share with our audience your one thing? My one thing is, like I said earlier, is Sally Clarkson. She has a couple of great books called The Mission of Motherhood. and um, But one of my favorites is called The Life-Giving Home. And it's just a really great book about how to cultivate home, like where it means like really being sentitive to your children, but everything from art in your home to conversations, the dinner table. But I just find her, um, she is a season older than we are and she has grown up adult children, mm -hmm. but like I find her just a really life-giving mentor to mothers. And mm -hmm. I was laughing. Um, I feel like we've <clears throat> lost that mentoring when it comes to motherhood in a lot of ways. You know, um, I think with amazing freedom and opportunity gives come to women and I'm all about that too. But I think we've also lost the art of mothering and um, things that we need to know too. It's a both hands. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, I will post it in mm -hmm. our show mm -hmm. notes. Mm -hmm. Heather, what about you? My one thing this week is the mamas. That yeah, I know, Mama. who yeah. teach me so much about my own motherhood. Yeah. And I think that that's part of how I've grown. Like, I just have gratitude for the mothers around me that I'm friends with mm -hmm. and who have, yeah, they just continually teach me. Like, they've allowed me to sit at their feet and, mm -hmm. um, at, like, people who are younger than me, people who are a little bit older than me, same mm -hmm. age, doesn't matter, um, and my own mother, of course. But, yeah, just I think there's something so beautiful about community and no matter what we what your state of life is, mm -hmm. I'm saying still, mm -hmm. right? Like it's not just physical motherhood, but where you can learn from one another the things that you haven't learned yet. Amen. And to see something beautiful in someone that the Lord has accelerated in their life that maybe mm -hmm. you haven't come to yet. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's it's right there all around us, people yeah. to learn from. And I'm just so incredibly grateful for especially my dear friends who teach me about motherhood. You too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, friend. For you too. Yeah, both of you guys as well. I think for me, I will make that painting my one thing. Uh, by the time this airs, I will have all the details of it. <laughs> you know that one painting? People are like, what? In the show notes. I will in the show notes. Please look at the show notes and I'll have the artist for you and then the, the name of the painting. And even if you spend some time just contemplating it this week, it is so lovely. It is absolutely lovely. So, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, as Mary bids her son farewell. I don't think I've seen it either. Oh, it's stunning. Yeah. And we should mention, just like you said about the show notes, like those are on the website mm -hmm. and also on the website are discussion questions and personal journaling questions. So yeah. if you want to start an abiding together group, mm -hmm. you can just yeah. gather with a friend or mm -hmm. dive people in often and ask us that, like, how do I do this? Yep. If you're like, oh my gosh, I love that prayer that sister said, because we hear that a thousand times mm -hmm. <laughs> on our Facebook page, um, you can find it in the transcripts. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We try to provide it as make it as easy as possible just to yeah. abide. Right. It's kind yeah. of what we do. And this episode is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can see us. You can see us. In all our glory. In all of our glory. Well, thank you for joining us, dear friends. And next week, we will conclude our series on motherhood. And so until then, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye.